0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward podcast. I'm joined by my co-host PJ. What's going on, brother?
1: If you wanna get down in this basketball talk, why don't you jump right in? We it's got... a
0: ball party right up in here.
1: A big ball party right up in here. Finish it. I didn't have anything else.
0: Uh, okay, I think I think that's probably best. Anyway, PG. Oh, you want me uh... to say,
1: lick on these nuts, (laughs) suck on these balls.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what I was.
1: These basketballs, of course, gotta stay on theme.
0: Yeah, we're trying to keep this PG-13 as much as possible. Um, Oh, are we? Um, I think so. The
1: rebel in me wants to just not do that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that yeah. the,
1: the dramatic pause.
0: I mean, you have Fine, you've, got, then, you've had a rant or two on here that's been. Uh, oh, we have the explicit rating. A little, yeah, that's true. We we that SM, uh,
1: smdftp.
0: SMDFTP. <laughs> that I knew that was gonna come. Smdftb. Uh, yeah, I heard it the first time. Man, we don't have to re- We don't have to go back to that. Just but, for uh, the
1: listeners, I didn't say the, it. That's PG. It's been, is it though? No, it depends uh, if you can figure out what that means. It's coded messaging, dude. Kids, All right, kids, get nowadays. your get your decoder out, k- kiddies, and decode the secret message.
0: Do you think the kids nowadays even use Urban Dictionary? Because if they do, they're definitely gonna be able to figure this one out.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it still comes up. I had to use it for uh, <laughs> Jamel Hill like last week. Retweeted something. And it was about Krusty Sock Twitter, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's what I think it is. And I confirmed what Krusty Sock, how it was being referenced, and it was exactly what I thought it was. So, uh,
0: Wow. I don't want to dig into that at all.
1: Whatever you think it might be, it's probably that.
0: How, if, much, uh, how much of a crossover between Krusty Sock Twitter and NBA Twitter do you think there is, like percentage-wise?
1: <clears throat> uh <laughs> it's probably the smallest it's it's pretty heavy in football i think i think there's a lot of crusty sack twitter people that watch the nfl
0: how mu- what what's the percentage in your apartment
1: uh we don't
0: mm, i don't <laughs> think he, bj has two roommates
1: i have i've one no
0: oh is bell out of there yeah that's too bad i forgot they moved in with their buddies yeah anyway so you got you got one now but plus two dogs and they're definitely yeah. not they're, they're crusty
1: they're crusty sock users
0: yeah <laughs> at least one of them i know definitely is
1: yeah rusty's a crusty sock twitter user for
0: sure
1: <laughs> he's the one that he's the one person that subtweets all of our podcasts too because he's, he's not that. allowed in the studios anymore in the studio anymore
0: yeah, it has been a quiet. We haven't heard a lot of snoring or anything like that lately. So yeah,
1: we, we're professionals. We're gonna we're gonna keep it professional.
0: You're As That's you could seconds. tell
1: by the first three minutes and thirty seconds of this pod, we keep it professional.
0: Hey, we talked about candy last time. This is a little bit more PG. This is sweeter. <laughs> this is sweeter, actually. Uh, sweeter than Charleston Chews, according to you. But uh, sweet, definitely sweeter than uh, Three Musketeers bar.
1: I'm not going to be trolled by you.
0: Let's jump in, man. I want to get your take on this Eric Bledsoe trade. This is big. Like, although you are a huge Bulls fan, the Bucks are your second love. So, tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to hear what you if you if you like this deal for the Suns or if you think um, if you think they kind of screwed this one up.
1: Oh, I uh, I don't know what the Suns. Well. No, let me say it this way: What the Suns ended up getting, I'd say, is pretty equivalent to if you had a tradable asset that you ran through the mud via the media and and cut any value or leverage you had on trading him. Yeah, I'd say Greg Monroe at first isn't bad. Oh, it's a pretty protected first, but um, do I? Am I surprised that was the winning bid? Uh, Hell's yes, hell's to the yes. Um, yeah, you
0: you had a lot of chatter on Twitter uh, with a friend of the pod, Will Ducey, on the Nugs versus the Bucks and how that whole thing was going to play out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh, that was my my first uh, actually. My first suggestion was Greg Monroe at first, <laughs> and I thought that at the time. But that was also me being like, oh, how little can I give up to get er- Eric Bledsoe? Was my exact mindset, and like keep everything I like about the Bucks, and then literally the last week I've been talking myself into being like, well, I- I'll give up Malcolm Brogdon. I'm fine with this Malcolm Brogdon. Give up, like if it gets Eric Bledsoe, like that's he could actually be a game changer, and turns out that was all for nothing because yeah, Eric Bledsoe evidently only cost you Greg Monroe and a protected first round pick, and oh, I guess a protected second too. To be completely accurate. But, yeah, I'm uh, starting to think Ryan McDonough. I think what Ryan, <laughs> when people were debating what, who's the worst front office and, you know, Gar Packs, it's a lot of, lot of hate out here on the streets, especially in my streets. Uh, Ryan McDonough came and said, hold my beer, please. Um, because if you really look at what he's done since he took over in 2013, he was able to take the backcourt of... Gordon Dragic, uh, Isaiah Thomas, and <laughs> Eric Bledsoe, and pretty much get dog shit for it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, then they eventually got Brandon Knight, and that has. But that
1: pick out. ended up the pick they gave up. Like that pick ends up being like the best pick they would have had of anything. Right. That Lakers no, you're pick,
0: right. and they. Uh, here's I mean, what it, that, so here's the trades you want to. Love-
1: I have the trades here. So Gordon Dragic,
0: okay,
1: they traded to Miami for a Miami twenty eighteen pick in twenty
0: twenty one. a bad trade.
1: Isaiah Thomas, they traded for, uh, or what? This is what they ended up getting because so because the Isaiah Thomas trade, they got Michael, they got Thornton, and uh, they ended up eventually ending up with a pick to get Marquise Chris. Then they traded the LA Lakers pick to get Brandon Knight, which is coming up this year. And then Eric Bledsoe, they got Greg Monroe and the 2018 Milwaukee pick.
0: Yeah, so the Isaiah Thomas trade is terrible. Just give it, looking back on yeah. what he, what he is doing now. I mean, Grant, I know that he's obviously hurt this year, but what he was doing last season and the player he's turned into. And just like his contract is one of the best in basketball. But uh, the, the, the Gordon Drogic Trade I don't hate, um, but boy, the Bledsoe one—he just this is a deal that just should have happened in the off season. They totally, totally messed it up. But good for yeah. them for—I mean, they had this protected it's, first out of it. Now they're looking to buy out or trade options with Monroe. Who knows what's going to happen out of that? Yeah, hey, if he
1: gets bought out, I—I I would put money on. I'm just going to ride this streak of being right about this. He'll just end up going to the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's certainly possible. So, um but when you, we... you you know, you you and I were testing back and forth when we saw the trade right, right before any details of the trade happened, when it said that it's ha- it's going to happen, blood so to the Bucks, before the details came out, did you think that Brogdon was in that deal? I, I assumed. Was I was just like, Oh gosh, like
1: well you know, it just I figured was like, this is wh- gonna
0: happen but it's still kind of a bummer. Well I was
1: just like I hope they didn't give up too much. Like that's all I cared about. But like I am a thousand percent good with this. Like it's it's a like I think their window because of how Giannis has started too, it's just like, oh no, it's it's right damn now. Like we it's none of this like Wayne – um so like for them, I mean, it, and it it helps their depth. I mean, and they're gonna have them for this year and next. So it gives you a nice window too once you get Jabari back. And I mean, depending on what you do this year, like I think you're gonna put yourself. I think they're now for sure uh, in the the top four for the East. Um, I do. I mean, I'm not gonna just say that Eric Butz is gonna show up tomorrow night, play with the, and them playing the Spurs and them just like going crazy. But I think. If you go over the next month, I mean, you hope. Because uh, at this point, now what's happening is uh, Jason Kidd's seat, although he's probably got a little bit of a longer leash, that, that seat is going to be, the heat on that seat is going to be cranking up to really get something going because I haven't liked the rotations a ton. And I, I mean, what Bledsoe helps them do, what I would probably do, is like You insert Bledsoe in there You go Bledsoe, Brogdon Tony Snell, Giannis And Thon Or John Henson I don't really care at this point They just gotta like put together And then I think you end up Finishing though with Brogdon You you end up you, Brogdon's gonna close out Um Or wait no I screwed that up Middleton I'm sorry I'm missing Chris Middleton. Put Brogdon to the bench. I completely fucked up my notes. Uh, <laughs> you go Brogdon to the bench. So then you go Bletso Middleton, Tony Snell, Giannis, Don. You have Brogdon run the second unit. And then, but you close with Brogdon instead of Tony Snell at some point. But, um,
0: yeah, it does. Depends what lineup, depends what's going right. on. I mean
1: it depends on a lot of stuff, but I, I, I mean, like they're... the
0: way with the way that Brogdon fits in with this is really nice. And like honestly, if if I'm then, like you gotta see what happens with Thon here, but you know, once Jabari's healthy, like Giannis is my five, at least on the defensive end, you know? Like I'm running him really? out as my five, Jabari's but four, I not this year. I have I Bledsoe think... and then I have Bledsoe I... and
1: not this year. I've
0: got those guys at my one and two. I don't know. That's what
1: I'm not, I'm That's. not, I can't really rely on, I'm penciling Jabari in, like, as a, off the bench this year. I mean, maybe you can get, do that next year, if he's healthy and is back full strength, but it's going to take him still. I mean, like, he's not going to be able to do that right away in February. Um, but, like, you no, know, Brogdon as the piece, like, as, like, the sixth man for this, I think could really help them and like, as far as initiating offense on the with the second unit, get them into hopefully like an ability to still score because they're just like so trash without Giannis. I mean, there's no way right now they can have Giannis or Middleton off the court, and like Chris Middleton has played super well the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, so I just I pulled up his numbers here, so you know his three his his three point shot has not been dropping. At his high of a rate, like, he's hitting 26% of his threes thus far this season, which is not great, obviously. No, like, but he's been really aggressive. Before. But if you just see what he's able to, like, he's he is he's attacking. affecting the game in, in other ways. Like, he's, at, he's still averaging 19 points, like, not super efficient. Six rebounds, five assists. That's nice. I mean, Drop he's 40. still close to, close to 90% from the line. Uh, he's been a really – I mean, he's looked good for them this season. Very encouraging. It's just – But
1: it just – the thing with them, and you can almost say this a little bit about your T-Wolves too, but, like, the only thing about the Bucks that just is, like, tough is it's just there's so few easy buckets that they can get, like, they just, they work so damn hard to score, I feel and like, even, all the time. Even
0: Giannis too, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, Giannis is, like, but the only thing with him is, like, some of that stuff, like, it looks harder than I think it is for him. Yeah. if If that's, like to, you know, give my, give my boy, my special boy, a small bit of, of love, like, it looks like, and you're just like, wow, I mean, but, throughout the course of an 82 game season, yeah, like, those, you want to get him some, you, like, he should be able to get, like, an easy 10, in a, in an efficient offense, like, Giannis should have 10 points without blinking, like, it should be working to get him the next 20 that, that, you know, maybe they're going to have to do some things, but. That's why you trade for Bledsoe. You you hope to have you know a second playmaker, add another playmaker. So hopefully you have three now with him and Middleton. I would consider Chris Middleton a playmaker. Um, So you hope you can get something going that way. And adding Bledsoe and his ability to play off ball uh, with Giannis, I mean, he compliments them so well. I mean, I think we talked we've been talking about Eric Bledsoe like, being traded to teams. And I've been thinking about him on the Bucks for about a year. So, for me, I'm very hyped about this. I want to see if it, it can work because on paper it feels it feels so good. <laughs> but I, uh, I also I just like
0: – I just want to see how the, the way he fits. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that he can flip that switch and be the defensive player that he was before. I think it's definitely possible. I just want to see it.
1: But, yeah, just the flexibility, though, like – yeah, I, like it, just because I'm just gonna live in a little fantasy world here and, and assume, you know, once Jabari comes back, and hopefully Jabari's fine. That's what we're assuming here, and not this year, but I'm talking about next year. Like the idea of having the versatility of Jabari, Giannis, Bledsoe, Middleton, and Brogdon. Like those those guys just alone, their ability. Those guys can all play. See one through four easily, right? Um, you know, you you have those, and all I consider. I mean, they're above average NBA players. <laughs> like, I mean, just the flexibility you can have with that. It's like this is where I'm I'm looking and going to chasing kid and be like, all right, man, like you've got some tools now. What can you do with it? Um, how can we? Just like I want to see a little innovation. I just don't want to see some just like. Boring, you know, just regular ass offense. Like, get creative. Like, get. Find unique ways to get Giannis the ball. Um, And honestly, like, when I look at it, and like, I'll give. I just wish they would watch some like nuggets tape. Like, if you. Could you imagine, like, some of the plays that they run with Jokic? Do you do that with Giannis? You know, like, how dangerous would it be? Because Giannis is, I mean, one. I mean, Jokic can score inside, but like Giannis is number. He's shooting like eighty percent from like within eight feet. Yeah, like the, eight, the something only, stupid. The only problem
0: the only problem is there is that Jokic is a bit of a bit more of a three point threat. So when they're on the perimeter, they're both played a lot differently. Like they sag a little bit on Giannis, they're giving him a little bit of more room to operate. But you
1: can't. But see, that's the other thing, though. You can't even do that because he takes two steps and he's at the basket. Like you can't give him any momentum either.
0: Well, no, I get that. I'm just saying what like what teams are doing. You can't get up too close to him either because then, like you said, he's so long; it's he's almost impossible to stay in front of him. No, and then he's, he's at the basket
1: freaking yeah I mean he's 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 um, like you just have a you have a freaking unicorn like l- use him in ways to like make have the other team like have to make a tough decision like right now kind of what the two I mean it's just like he kind of drives and then it's like all right like I'll kick out to an open shooter if I can but having Bledsoe there gives like m- makes these defenses be a little bit more honest um in a lot of ways so no i mean it's yeah i mean this is this trade like it it puts i think pressure solely on on jason Kidd because they this is uh we're ready to compete and contend now and if you're not the guy like we're gonna have to obviously find someone that is um it'll be interesting i mean you know i was thinking about too like i wonder i don't know if kevin but it'd be really interesting to see like kevin McHale coach this team I just kind of want Kevin McHale to be able to coach up Giannis a little bit
0: because I think that'd be fucking fun. But it's kind of contrary to way there to where the NBA is going. So you're saying that because you'd like to see him have even more of a refined post skill. You know, is that what you're is that what you mean by that? A more
1: refined? No, but Kevin McHale was like from the outside was good. like Kevin McHale was really good. I he I think can teach him like Giannis some outside stuff like playing away from the bat like not necessarily just posting up but playing from like 18 to 20 feet away like to do some things mm-hmm. um just even footwork wise but i don't know i just yeah i i just don't want i want with this Bletzo thing at least to like it's i don't want to just not work and and people to get frustrated by it because they're just not being set up correctly so i mean it's that's kind of was my biggest takeaway from it more than anything of them just getting him for such a steal it's like all right now we got to like take advantage of this and i don't know what they can you know do but the fact that hayward is out i mean i know this, we're going to talk about the celtics here next but um like you have a legitimate chance to to contend here uh you know they have not looked great against the Cavs. <laughs> like they have not been able to play a full game against the Cavs yet. Um, that's that sucks. But I mean, you still, I you got a shot if it if it all pans out. So, um, yeah, my bucks my bucks buzz is just at about 120 out of 100. After the trade, I'm oh, su- I'm super I, excited to watch the game. Tomorrow. I can tell, man. I can yeah. tell. We're, I've thought nothing I know you more could, than that. Like this is I've been thinking talk, about all week.
0: I know you could talk about them for an hour if yeah. I let you. But so my big thing is what I think is going to be interesting is how much they're playing Giannis off ball with yeah. so on the court. I don't know what the best like. I think there's. I mean, they're they're gonna experiment. I have no doubt. Um, because ultimately, like. Giannis is a spot up shooter. I mean, I don't think that's really with the way you want to utilize him entirely. But like, maybe if you're getting him more wide open looks, it's going to build his confidence from the three point line. Uh, and Bledsoe is going to get him way more looks than what he's been able to get with their current roster. And then also, like, we don't really get to see Giannis, you know, being the setting the pick in a pick and roll and seeing what what kind of happens after that. And I think that's going to be like can you yeah. imagine like what happens there when you have Snell and Middleton and Brogdon on the floor with him and you know when Jabari gets back but you know you got a bunch of three-point shooters and then you have Bledsoe attacking the rim with Giannis rolling towards the rim yeah I, what are you uh, doing there and I like that I like they that, need a ton. To do that I, I just yeah. th- I think that that's that's going to be borderline unstoppable because if you have the big switch out on Bledsoe. He's quick enough and he's a good finisher. Like if he gets there, oh, like, he'll be a big physical. guy. He's, he's he'll dunk on you, but if he he'll also <laughs> kick it out to an open shooter if someone's open. So, like yeah. I I think that it's going to be an interesting and I think that it, this is my concern here is um, and not my concern as far as like this team being able to figure it out cuz I think they will. It's more that uh, up to this point, Giannis is having his ball, the ball in his hands, almost. You know, I think his usage rate is the highest in the league. And uh, I now think Kristaps might be higher.
1: Kristaps okay. is up there, but yeah. crazy high, right? So yeah. he's
0: he's up there as far as as lead leaguers and usage rate, and that's going to take a dip with blood So um, at least I think that's it good. should because, yeah, exactly. But like, how how much is is the right amount? Like finding that balance for having the ball in his hands, versus, in Bledsoe's hands versus Giannis' hand, I think that's going to be the biggest struggle. Well, but
1: I think what it – They're too – they're really put, good.
0: I, I'm a believer in, in Bledsoe. I think it's going to fit. Right. I just uh,
1: – like I said, I think it, it plays into uh, the one thought I was saying. It was just like we need to get Giannis some easier buckets and hopefully Bledsoe – the addition of Bledsoe, in my mind, like that needs to be one of the things it accomplishes is you get – Giannis, some easier buckets but it's just in general it's easier for the Bucks to score because they need to put up more points than they are like they're that, that they're just they're struggling on offense really i mean i that's think right. defensively yeah. they're long enough and like but i mean the other only other criticism i really i mean they just like aren't that great at rebounding but that's a i mean I kind of hope maybe without Monroe in there, you can play John Henson a little bit more, mm-hmm. and maybe you can improve that somewhat. But um, we'll see. I mean, it's super exciting. I'm, uh, and I'm glad they did. They got it, it just like it happened so early too in the season. Like it wasn't dragging out till like December. Um, but it's pretty funny that the day he Eric Butts was going to go into the. Son's facility to to like get some work in was the day he got traded.
0: Yeah, I know, dude. Um, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the Celtics, like you kind of alluded to earlier. So they've rattled off ten straight wins. Uh, you know, the the most recent game was against the Lakers last night, which you know I don't think anyone was expecting the Lakers to pull off an upset there. But uh, they've had some big wins, most notably a comeback win against OKC and OKC, and the big criticism of Kyrie when he decided that he want, you know, requesting slash demanding for a trade was this guy's great in the playoffs. We all know that, but he can, can he lead the team? Like, can he be the number one on a team and get W's? And I was skeptical of that going into the season and without Gordon Hayward, he's really put it together. And like the big thing for me, uh, is his defense like? If you look at his offensive numbers, they're pretty much what you'd expect from the guy. Like twenty-two points, six assists. There hasn't been a huge uptick anywhere. Like he's he's pretty pretty much what you'd expect from Kyrie. But he's just like really bought in with the flow of the game, and just like he seems to fit perfectly within that offense. And then when they really need a bucket in the fourth quarter, he takes over. And uh, you know the young guys on that team have just stepped up, and they're they're playing great right now. It'll be interesting to see. W- you know no like there hasn't been anything announced about hayward and when he really shooting in a that, chair
1: right he's he taking getting his shots off in a chair
0: is he i haven't seen this
1: there's a yeah he had an ig post yesterday
0: okay
1: him like shooting from three in a chair but yo ah, uh, kyrie has been super special um he uh he's been a lot of fun he is um Putting up some crazy numbers, he's he's been playing so efficiently. Um, but his passing has been the thing to me that stuck out the most, and just he's creating a lot of great opportunities for those guys. And especially like this being such a young team, he's. I mean, he's finding guys and, and is. Um, like, uh, the thing I was I was kind of worried about with him to start, and it just hasn't been there. Is like, I was thought he would press, and I thought he was going to kind of do, and we talked about, like, I was joking about it, but I was like, oh, I would fucking, I would love to see Kyrie go full, like, Russell Westbrook with this team, in a way, you know? But in the back of my head, too, I was like, oh, but he could fail at that. Like, I just don't know if he's got that, but man, he is, he is the, I mean, his ball handling, we, we all knew, and just his ability to get his own shot, like, I, I think that would have been fun, but he's making these, this team better. Like, Aaron Baines went off last night for them, but I, so much of that was because of Kyrie driving and, like, finding. I mean, he just was kind of the lucky recipient of a lot of it. But um, just as far as, like, him putting – he was the leading score last night for them. But, uh, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie stole the show, and he's I, – I would just say, like, it, it seems to me that – and he's talking a lot about <laughs> – his love for brad and some subtle shade at tyra Lou over the last week but he it, it you are seeing what like he talked about and it was like kind of elements and aspects of his game that he wasn't able to display with lebron and i mean it's it's all fair like from that perspective because lebron is going to need the ball um i just am surprised in a good way of how quickly it's this has come like this isn't we're not 25 games in, and now we're seeing this. Like, he is off the – out of the gate is just accepting this. And is, and I wonder if some of it has to do with the Hayward injury. Um, you know, would this look different if, if Gordon Hayward hadn't gotten hurt? Would there be a little bit more of an awkwardness with the, the, the offense and just, like, the team in general? But um, – it, like I just think in the way he, him and Al Horford have connected early is, um, has been big too. And yeah, Al didn't play last night, but I mean, it didn't stop him. So it's, yeah, I I think Kyrie is um definitely in the MVP conversation too. Like to get that next step. Like I thought it would, I didn't if really consider Celtics, that
0: if the Celtics end up number one in the East, he'll be there. Yeah. Also, so quick quick pause here, because we're so we're recording on Thursday night here. We uh so the Cavs Rockets game just tipped off. Yeah. Did you happen to lock that in?
1: The long shot the
0: nice little parlay we had for this?
1: Allegedly. I'm not telling you. Okay. Cause you were against it. All right. We allegedly may have.
0: Okay, that's all I needed to know. Anyway, Kyrie, MVP. But, like, he's there.
1: I mean, like, dude, I'd like... He's just, like, that's a... I mean, he's basically, like, an an advanced version of the Isaiah... Of what they were doing with Isaiah last year, though. So, I mean, like, from the Celtics' perspective, they had the foundation. Like, Brad Stevens had kind of the blueprint ready. But I feel like... Just because of Kyrie's skill set and just everything, like... It was almost like he he passed the Isaiah Thomas course like within the first week and now he's like, All right, here's like this other stuff. Like if we could get this going, that'd be cool too.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean ever but ever since ever since he told told the fan to suck his dick. Oh just dude. Yeah, that's round off go. Ws. Yeah. He's just been just been fire Kyrie since then. I don't know. I
1: mean I uh I'm. I mean, I'm like. I've been pretty impressed with Jalen Brown and J and Jason Tatum too. Like, they those dudes have stepped up, and that's like a tough thing when you have a all star, like an all star small forward go down the first game. And it's like, hey, dudes, like, remember one of those training wheels? Like, yeah, you can't have those. Like, let's go. We need you now.
0: Yeah. You know, Tatum, Tatum in particular, just because he is a rookie. Uh, you know he's averaging like thirteen five and a few assists, um, and he's shooting above fifty percent from three right now. <laughs> like, oh, he's yeah. a fuck yeah! I mean, he, I knew they, he was gonna be able to we're score. We're still we're still small sample size, but like, he's on track to to finish. You know, with, I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't end up shooting around forty percent at from three at the end of the year. That'd be wild at the end of the year, and that's just like. Guys make $15 dollars million, million a year if you can do that. Play some dude, defense.
1: Just speaking on shooting wise, like, like Gary Harris on the Zach Lowe podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. Well, he talked about like <laughs> he his goal this year is to shoot forty five percent from three, and he's at like forty three. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like <laughs> that's that'd be like ridiculous that's so high." Yeah, that's I was so like,
0: "That's Clay Thompson."
1: Yeah, and right. sure,
0: Clay Clay's pretty high volume but damn i mean fred shot
1: fred shot 40 in his last year in the league but i I mean someone's gonna try to shoot 45
0: well let's save the the fred talk to later but so the the celtics are 10 and 2 right now so here's where the eastern conference standings sit 10 and 2 for the celtics number one pistons magic raptors Sixers, knicks those guys are all around six and five so close to 500 and then we get the wizards hornets calves which you expect them to kind of pick it up at some point here um so no like where we are now do you think the celtics end up finishing with the one seat yeah it's looking likely right
1: um uh b- but that's because i think they want to and i don't think the Cavs need to like it's gonna be kind of the same thing as last year um I don't really think the, I think the Celtics will get it because I don't think that's a priority for the the Cavs. But maybe, maybe for Giannis and the boys, they'll want to get it. So, but I think, I think the Celtics are uh, have a pretty good chance at that. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting because so they got three games this week. If they play, if they win all three of those, they could be yeah rolling into Golden State next a week from today. Ultra. With a going in thirteen straight against uh, the Warriors,
0: that's gonna be fun, man. I really hope that ends up working out. Is is that game in goal, in Golden State?
1: Uh, two seconds. So uh, it's no, it's at home. So they play. Okay, they're home for Charlotte, Toronto. They play Brooklyn. And they come back and play Golden State, and then they go on a little road trip.
0: Okay. Um, should we move on? Uh, should we move on to the Thunder?
1: Yeah, I guess I have a question for you, Ultra. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about my my number three team slash my adopted Western Conference team. Remind I remind uh... me
0: who this is. What? Remind me who this is.
1: I'm talking with the Thunder. I'm I'm nervous about. It. I'm oh okay. I'm uneasy. My my Thunder feelings are. I'm feeling uneasy, and I'm was hoping you would tell me I I shouldn't be feeling that way. Uh,
0: I don't think I don't think that you should be feeling this way. I do not think that you should feel that way. This team this team has not had. I mean, their loss against Sacramento the other night is indefensible. I don't really have an explanation for that but they've had some tough games to start this this season. I think Paul George and Russ and Carmelo have have meshed okay, but I think it can get better. I think that they need to get the ball in Paul George's hands a lot more. Yeah. Um, he's just not getting enough looks.
1: That's the that's the that's where I'm concerned, the Stephen Steven
0: Adams has been great. Do you know who's killed them is R- Roberson has just been, he's been terrible. Yeah. Like wor- worse than you would, ex- worse than what we were expecting. I mean, he's, you know, he's all over NBA Twitter for just being a colossally bad shooter. But, I mean, every, like, I, they can give, they can sag 10 feet off of him. He just can't do anything.
1: Yeah, he's getting some he's getting the the treatment right now as far as yeah, on offense like I uh yeah, I don't know if you can have that last.
0: Uh
1: it's it's uh 4
0: points, 4 points, 2 rebounds, less than assist, less than an assist, under thir- under 30% from 3, under 45% from the field and 8.5 PER
1: yeah, I mean, but the Steven Adams like Russ like that's just kind of like all right. Those are two dudes that have played together for five years, you know, whatever. Now, like they're good. Like I wanted to see. I was mainly focused on like the, in my mind, I was like, all right, I want to see Paul George and like Russ get going together, and then like let's see where we can get Mello inserted in there. But it's almost like Paul George is the the one that hasn't and. And they're off speaking of trash like they're the stuff they're doing too, like, is super frustrating. To have three of those like those three guys and just like it's so much of it is just like Russ driving to the lane and then just a kick out is is pretty stupid. Like I, I I mean, if I were to just like pinpoint one thing, I would like to see that team. I thought this team was gonna have a little more ball movement than they've they have they've had. It's um, which is also like a wild concept to put in forth when talking about OKC Thunder basketball, but I didn't want as much ISO and that maybe was stupid of me to like think that I was gonna get less of that. But I mean, at the I same think time there
0: can be a lot of success when you're just giving Russ the ball and say, Go figure it out. But yeah, but I've I mean, seen right, that. Right. I've
1: seen that. Like I don't need I didn't need Mello and Paul George to know what that looks like. Yeah. I was looking for like the reason you add Paul George and Mello is to like get away from that a little bit and, and kinda add a, another dimension to things, but
0: Right, and here's here's the thing is if you look at Paul George and Mello essentially have identical numbers right now. And Paul George is averaging two assists a game and I think that you want those numbers to to be three, four, five assists a game.
1: But I just don't think he's in the ball enough.
0: He's not. He's not.
1: Yeah. That's like that's all you just said there is like, yeah, that dude's just not getting the ball enough. Cause like, if you watch it, like he's he's doing like when they've gotten him the ball and he's like able to create, like I, he's looked good. Like I'm fine like I'm not it's just they haven't really figured out a way to 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 get everyone touches and, and like to move the ball well enough.
0: And the others so kind of quiet here. Russ is gonna come close to averaging a triple double again, <laughs> but, but I don't want close. that.
1: Like that, yeah, yeah. But what you're telling me is JC. Then what they've done is they're just going running back the same. Like then Look, he I'm not saying... Russ is not Russ is not like give like then Russ needs to kind of do a little bit of a give because I don't want to really run the same. Like like I said, you didn't need mellow and paul george to do the same you know shit you did last year like i i've i've, I've listened to that album i liked it it was fun but i'd like to see you you go to the next level
0: i think there will this team needs time like you insert two ball dominant guys yeah. mellow and paul george that's it's just gonna take time
1: that's what i'm banking on but i'm just jealous because not jealous but it's like we were just talking about Celt- that Celtics thing. Looks pretty nice. Pre- they had a lot of turnover. Like that's looking pretty nice. Uh, I mean, I've liked that's what right. Houston's done. I mean, I, th- I like have liked Houston start. I mean, Grand CP hasn't been playing, but so you almost make the argument they're doing the same album as they did last year. But they have some. They had some turnover too. Um, they've looked okay. I just thought. I think I was just anticipating maybe OKC to be a little bit more of a finished thing, just with those three dudes. Like they just kind of all those pieces I thought fit the nicest together. So I'm kind of freaking yeah, out. Yeah. So, though. but um, I'm I know it's he, early. I'm not at my 20 game mark yet, so that's when I'll start really putting scorched earth policy down on some folk.
0: Right. Well, here here's the problem, and this is just supporting what we've been talking about is right now looking at usage rate in the NBA Russell Westbrook is 16th Mello is 42nd and Paul George is not in the top 50 like Mello just like well and this is like like Donovan like what are you doing man like
1: yeah I mean a lot of it's Billy
0: Donovan Billy, just I, I, just don't get it, man. So th- I think this is something that would be figured out. I like this team almost better with, with Melo. If Melo was to be okay moving to the bench, I think they would have more success. It's just those three He's on the court at the same time. He ain't moving time, to the bench. I know. I'm just saying that. Like I think that makes sense. Minus, yeah. like, I think that crunch time makes sense for those three guys to be on the court. But. Rest I think the game, they got to
1: figure. They got to figure out a way to do it with them on the
0: court as much as possible. <laughs> like, yeah, stagger this out a little bit. But um, let's, uh, you know, let's move to our guy of the week, man. You want to go first? Oh, I'll go first. And we talked about him quite a bit already, so this can be a quick hitter. But Kyrie Irving is my guy of the week. Um, and he should be NBA Twitter's guy of the week cuz he's just oh. been cooking people uh chef I mean, Kyrie I, with the shot clock i'm i'm nothing new that we haven't mm. already talked about man welcome to, like, to Kyrie's you rat- kitchen you rattle off 10 wins in a row without, you know, the second best player on that team even being able to play and uh he deserves it man he's my guy of the week
1: I uh, I cannot argue with your guy of the week. My guy of the week is uh, the Christophe's God, Kristaps Porzingis, who's uh, when you're talking about usage rates, ultra. He is at the top of the league. He is uh, hit you with. He's averaging thirty points right now, seven and a half rebounds, and two point three blocks per game. He's got a twenty nine point two three per. <laughs> He is uh he's
0: good. Turns out Yeah, the he's Knicks good at are basketball. super
1: like I've had a ton of fun watching the Knicks like this early onset of the season. Like they're they're a lot more fun than I thought they were going to be. I thought it was going to be like a lot more frustrating. I mean, they're a game above 500. They um I mean, they rattle off three straight win. They've had two straight little three win winning streaks, uh, amongst you know some some L's in there. But I mean, they've ripped off some wins. Uh, certainly a better start than I thought they would maybe have. We'll see how it continues. I mean, it's kind of them like most of the NBA. It's just uh, everyone's in, huddled together, uh, so we need some more time to see spaced out. But Kristaps has been putting up. So many highlights, and I just would like to call out his one play where he um, went and oh, who, shoot, who are they playing now?
0: Uh, what do you mean? Who are they playing tonight?
1: No, was it was it the Pacers game? He, uh,
0: they, yeah, I think where so. he had the
1: block, and then uh, now this is terrible. But he he had the block, and then like came back down the other end, and oh yeah, it was Josh Jackson. Yeah, he. Lost the ball, chased down Josh Jackson, so was the Suns. Uh, blocked Josh Jackson, and then came back down the other end with a sick dunk. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's been fun. He's been a guy. I haven't really. I've only watched. I think three of the. I watched the like the Cavs, the Cavs game for them, the the Suns game, and then I think well maybe it was the OKC game the first one. Like, the only Knicks games I've caught, and then, like, the rest I've kind of looked back or just, like, caught some of the highlights and shit, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's been tight. Uh, LeBron just rolled his ankle.
0: I got him on a bit of a delay here, so.
1: LeBron is down, he just is, like, holding his head to his, oh, God, we're gonna do a play-by-play live radio. Oh, he stepped on, oh, shit. He stepped on Ariza's foot. Oh, okay.
0: So it sounds like he's got a a bit of a sprain.
1: Yeah, he's done this before, though. Uh, Speaking of LeBrons, I did secure some LeBron 15s. You got them? I got some. I found some. They're size 15, so I'm a little nervous. I think whoever you're
0: able to uh, find him from deserves a shout out personally, but
1: they don't cuz I had to don't. pay more than I wanted to. But <laughs> whatever. It's the curse I live with, but um yeah. Well, I'm
0: happy for you, man.
1: I hope LeBron's okay. God damn it. I, he cannot be hurt. Don't don't you do that. Don't you take him from us, God.
0: I think it's just a sprained ankle, man. He'll be okay. Miss a game I or sure two. Fair
1: hope so. Ultra. All right. But hey, what's while we're, while
0: we're on the topic of LeBron James, I think that uh, you know, we haven't you know, we don't talk about this team very often. Um so I think it's it I think it's safe to say that they're they're probably back.
1: Someone something's yeah. back.
0: Yeah, I think so. People keep asking if I'm
1: back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
0: Oh, yeah, the Cavs are back.
1: Cavs drama. Ah, I didn't see there. Cavs drama. It's been a minute. Where'd you go?
0: We the haven't real talked question, about this though. in such a long time. We and it's not like it's not like a, a every podcast occurrence or anything.
1: No, we. Hey, we're just staying on brand. I mean, we can't. It wouldn't be a point forward episode if we didn't talk about the Cavs, uh, but we're gonna keep it short here. We we made a hard commitment; we we're gonna keep this short. So, just to keep everyone updated, and we'll get our quick reactions on it. LeBron, you may or may not have heard, if you'd been on the internet or seen any sort of sports programming the last few days, tweeted out er, or had an Instagram post of uh, the Arthur fist meme, uh, and just said mood. And some people speculated it was the night before, uh, day before, and then it was the Bledsoe trade. It was the next day, so people were speculating it was because of that. Uh, Kyrie also in the Celtics won, and he, Kyrie had a really good game that night, so some people said it was that. LeBron followed it up with uh, another one that was like mood forever, and it was him and a bunch of pictures over the years that uh, of him pumping his fist then. It was hashtag try for greatness um lebron also slid in some uh instagram models dms which is kind of funny he's not the first time he's done that um but nope. pretty funny uh but yeah so there's the the Cavs are he's not active well he's active he's an active man he's still on the court too so i don't know he he always does this too this crap oh man he's something
0: just trying to drive us crazy man he
1: just scares.
0: He just
1: he does it to like make. It, do you think he even hurts his ankle? Oh shit! He just turned it over. Do you yeah. think I was going to say? Do you think he gets hurt? Something like pretends to be hurt so people don't like question if he's human. So,
0: oh yeah, he, he
1: hurts his ankle too,
0: just like everyone else. No, nah, because honestly, man, that's not a good look for his shoes. Those should be preventing. Well,
1: that's what I immediately thought of because like I almost twist my ankle all the damn time. I'm just the clumsiest sob on the block. But uh, uh yeah, in your so,
0: defense, man, you 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 do have some pretty large feet. Yeah, we're
1: just I <laughs> should have yeah, I don't have the, the size feet for I I had so much more potential height wise and just in general. I should be on that court with LeBron, you know.
0: Yeah, you should be six nine.
1: That'd be that's what I was hoping. That was in the blueprints ultra. But sorry, uh sorry, dude. Yeah.
0: Hey, when yeah. I was, like, one year old or a few months old, I don't even know when, uh, I was on I was on I hope you like, 6'10".
1: I hope you don't know, because you were, that would, no one knows. That'd be, that'd be weird. Weird, it'd be weird if you had memories when you were a month old.
0: I wish, I, I wish, that'd be cool.
1: I don't think it would be cool, because people assume that you don't have, like, you won't be able to remember it, so, like, your parents, probably, while that shit happened around you, like, ah, oh, he won't remember this shit. You remember that, like, probably be pretty fucked up.
0: I guess, but like, if if it was common,
1: if everyone, yeah, then but that would yeah. suck for the parents. I feel like because if you could remember from a, you're a month old, like, what your parents were like, especially being a firstborn, like, it's like all the fuck ups they would do. You'd be like, what the hell? Like, I suppose. Well, LeBron just hit a fadeaway jumper, know. so I we're do good. still
0: think it's kind of bullshit that you just. Don't get to remember a huh. big chunk of your life. That's well, I mean. if you
1: watch Baby Genius, you'd figure out why Ultra.
0: I think I have seen that movie. It's just been a while. Oh, anyway, it's really bad. Uh, we're getting off track. We so, haven't
1: even talked. To- just- See, guys, don't worry. See, we said we were- we said we were going to talk about the cash drama. We really haven't. But um, yeah, I I once again uh, will stay with my same point of last uh, week that I don't think there's much. I think they're all kind of off, but. Um, they did beat the Bucks the other day. Um, hopefully they can be competitive here against the Rockets tonight. Um,
0: not looking good so far.
1: I would say they're, uh, yeah, let's just, let's see where they're at, at Christmas. And I might get a little bit more nervous, but I don't, this, it always seems to work out in some way because of LeBron, like LeBron figures it out and the Cavs will too, I think. So. I'm glad the internet and everyone had their fun with those, those, that Instagram post and all that, but I think, um, I think we'll be, I think it's all good. I just think it's, uh, I think a lot of it is just like LeBron's like, yeah, just, you know what, we'll just, we'll have this post here, we'll get people talking, like whatever, like we'll make, we'll make it uneasy, but, like everything with the Cavs is always chaotic. I feel like it's been like that ever since LeBron came back. So LeBron wants it to continue to be that way and like I just feel like doesn't want anyone to get complacent. So he kind of orchestrates some of this, but I don't want to make it also sound like I like you know maybe LeBron isn't playing four-dimensional chess, like maybe it's just he's just kind of petty and was like, "Oh, I just need to let this out."
0: Uh, I think there was some calculation in it, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I everything the guy does about... is calculated, but,
1: like, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, he's playing chess. <laughs> he's <laughs> no playing question. chess. There's no question in my mind that this is a, is a chess play and not a checkers play.
1: Tight. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad, you <laughs> believe, I'm glad you're believe. glad with me.
0: Um, I do So, uh, this is kind of leading my shout-outs a little bit, so... Two shout-outs I want to give to individual players, one to LeBron and another to Harden. I mean, we talked about this you know, during season one of this podcast, which was, uh, you know, this is, you know, the year of 2016 or the season of 2016-2017 was really the year of individual performances in the NBA, and that has been much less of a story this year. You don't have, I mean, Giannis has gotten a lot of talk, no question, and deservedly so. And will continue but,
1: to as long as I have a podcast.
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not ending anytime soon. So, yeah, I mean, Giannis has gotten a ton of love. And uh, some other. I mean, not that other players haven't as well, but it just hasn't been as much of a narrative this season as it was last season. But, damn, we got some good performances over the last week. One being from LeBron, which was a 57-point performance, plus 10, 11 rebounds, 7 assists against uh, Washington. Who had,
1: said, who we, had said that, <laughs> who had made the comment that the Cavs purposely – uh, got this two seed to avoid playing them in the second round. So LeBron yeah. drops 57. I mean, granted, to the Cavs had lost five straight, plus they said that shit. Like, and LeBron drops 57, and I was like, you dumbasses. Like, of course he was going to do that. Don't go poking the – don't go don't, – don't come at the king unless you – oh, I fucked that up. God damn Don't come <laughs> at I mean, the I, king if you don't – and
0: miss. Fuck. You know, what I, you know what I meant. I think we know what you mean. So they <laughs> – <laughs> I I think it's great Jesus. in the NBA when like, I don't want teams to be afraid of one another, but just like, don't talk shit about LeBron James or the team he plays or, for. Just,
1: or please talk more shit. Cause it was super fun to watch him do that.
0: Yeah. For us, keep doing it. But uh, yeah. so, and then my other shout out would be James Harden who hit 19 of 25 shots. Yeah, Seven of eight threes had 54 points after three quarters and finished with 56 uh in just an ass whooping against the jazz and yeah was man tough. like if, if he like the big thing for him is that you know this for this season um this season he's shooting uh about 30 34 percent from three but over the last couple games seven of eight six of eleven six of 17 against the knicks I mean that's ridiculous I I didn't see that he took 17 threes in a game but uh, like, if, if he can shoot close to 40% from three, um, as I see him drill one, he uh, he's almost impossible to guard because he's so crafty when it comes to getting to the foul line um, and such a great passer. It's just like, what can you do with that guy?
1: Yeah, I would say in general, if anyone can shoot 40% from three, you're doing all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you, you like, can oh, do I more mean, than off that. The, off the dribble, can, though. No, I was I – mean, yeah, if you can do – you add more than just if you're starting out with you being able to shoot 40 percent from three and you add to that yeah you'd be in a all right situation
0: like i could probably be like the 15th guy on a bench if i could consistently if i could shoot like 40 from three yeah it was way more athletic than i am but
1: yeah I'm just that's all that's holding cards. you back man just those two things
0: yeah i'm this this close to making it man but who are your shout outs
1: so first I'll do a quick shout out uh, to Giannis signing an extension with Nike, going his first signature shoe. I know I just mentioned oh, about yeah, the LeBron we 15s. To talk about this. Uh, very excited for the first Giannis shoe. I also um
0: So wait, before you go too far into this so he, he didn't he like a couple months ago there was a video of him getting like Yeah, him and Thon him, him, of, <laughs> him and Thon tennis. were him and
1: Thon were working out at the Bucks facility but the, yeah, Adidas sent him a bunch of, uh, like, Yeezys and, Yeezys and all this stuff. Like, he got literally a car full of, like, Adidas gear. And then he turned around and, like, a couple of months later, extended with Nike. He's going to get his first, you know, signature shoe with them now. So, um, pretty pumped. I hope that shoe is dope. Um, very. I'm, like, almost more nervous now because I'm like, oh, please have it be a good, cool shoe. Like, please have it be a cool shoe. <laughs>
0: Like, I I'm confident that it will be.
1: I hope. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for the the Air <laughs> the, and, um, my second shout out will be to uh, it's going to be a, a petty shout out, but to Jimmy Butler and uh, his uh and his Fred shade that he was throwing, uh, in his ESPN and then eventually USA Today articles. Little Q and As, uh, basically talking about his departure from the Bulls and and saying it was uh, early in the ESPN saying you know they decided to go with the Fred Hoiberg route and basically elaborating on it more and going into details about um, everyone know everyone knowing him and Fred had their uh, riffraffs their disagreements and it was like is it going to build around Jimmy or are they going to go the Fred route and. Uh, we all know that they went with. Um, so shout out Jimmy Butler. I mean, it was eventually going to say stuff. I mean, it's not for me. I'm not surprised. Like it wasn't like a oh what there was you know discourse between Jimmy and and Fred. But eh, a lot of it was on Jimmy. Uh, I mean, not to I'm not gonna do the full Fred Apologist uh, I mean, I'll defend my boy for anything. I, I could spin anything for Fred Hoiberg. Um, but yeah, when you you decide to tell your coach in December that he needs to coach harder in his first year, uh, when you have a fucking pretty poorly constructed team, and in general you helped get the last guy out of there, um, maybe you don't tell the new guy in December of his first year to coach harder. Maybe you try to work with them since he was definitely trying to get you to be the focal point of the offense. No matter through all of your riffraffs, Um this shout out is really just turning into my bulls vent of the the we'll call it for the month. We're trying to keep him to yeah, a month I because
0: I don't like it either. What? I don't like this vent. Being a being having Jimmy now on my team. I'm, I'm Oh yeah,
1: defense. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he was he's I he was scoring more he was scoring better in Fred's offense.
0: <laughs> that's true. He's also losing more, but yeah, he
1: don't. Yeah, yeah. touche. Um, yeah, but just in general, I I think I'm gonna change my shout out to just be shout out Bulls drama, because the fight despite the fact that they are super bad, they have not let they have not cranked down the drama at all because there's also the fact that Nicole, which we have not talked about, but Nicole Miritich basically saying there's no way him and Bobby Portis can play together, and the entire Bulls locker room is going which i can't say i disagree with I'm just saying like yeah we're good with bobby like you can go like it's either me or bobby guys well yeah you can go nico like that's I cool i guess
0: it's bobby <laughs> I it's guess like it's bobby, what
1: then. are you guys gonna choose it's either me nicole miritich you know star spaniard yeah focal point of this this franchise right guys or bobby portis sec former sec player of the year everyone's like yeah we're gonna go with we're gonna go with bobby good luck wherever you go nico like it just it's all weird and like everything that's like every time it gets talked about it's just weird but um you know basically nicole mirich did a really great job of like alienating a lot of the guys on the team and just like he was always pictured working out at the Bulls facility, even when he's a restricted free agent. Which is like, oh, that's cool, whatever. Like, you know, and he put on all this weight. He added a bunch of muscle, and basically like, by getting punched in the face, getting knocked the bleep out. He, uh, I see I censored myself there, ultra. Um, he, nice he, he lost basically like he's gonna have to drink on a liquid diet, like he's gonna lose a lot of that mass he added. But um, just reading up and seeing kind of how he handled, like so, the summer he was there in the facility but like he wasn't with anyone else like he was just kind of de- he just isolated himself from everyone else and so uh, and just kind of gave off this idea that he was like better than everyone in a way which like I guess if like all the other really good players are gone and like you kind of think you're the best player on the team now even though you're kind of dog shit <laughs> you might get a little like unwarranted confidence but um sure yeah man i just in general yeah just the bulls just keeping up but guess what man we got larry bird uh that's all that matters he's the best um shout out to once again shout out to 2017 chicago sports team drafts for making draft day trades that i immediately kind of didn't like but now i love the results and the immediate season following them Mitch God, what up? But, uh, yeah, I uh, just want to shout out Bulls Drama. Close out the pod on just the, uh, you know, we haven't had a good Bulls rant for me this season, so here you go, folks. That was a good one. How you, how'd you? how that taste? How'd that taste, Ultra?
0: Considering I think that a lot of a good chunk of our listeners reside at Chicago. Give zero shits think,
1: about the Bulls.
0: I think, no, I think this will go over well. I think that'll be good. Hey, you know somebody's got to talk about him. Might as well be us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Love you, Fred. All right. Love well, you, Fred. Hey, the offense has looked pretty good, and Jaren Grant is I'm so out on Jaren Grant. I just, Fred, if you listen, if you get, if anyone knows Fred, anyone's got Fred's ear. I'm, I'm still trying to acquire his ear. Um, but let's not play charades, Fred. Let's just play Chris Dunn. You, i know you want to do it and grant sucks get him out of my get him off my basketball court
0: and on that note
1: on that note let's,
0: let's wrap things up here man so just like your gym uh, teacher
1: told you in health class
0: <laughs> check out our website the point forward nba.com. we certainly appreciate a review on ice or stitcher as always thank you for listening and uh Bye.